Welcome to 3 In, 3 Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast. On 3 In, 3 Out, we like to dive deep into the micro moments of the game, the nooks and crannies, if you will, because that's what fanatics do. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me on Twitter, at Clinton Bonn. And I'm joined by the great Brandon Schultz and find him at Seahawkers Pod on Twitter. All right, Flock, let's dive into the sober yin and raging yang that is 3 In, 3 Out. Go Hawks. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to the newest episode, the newest edition of Three In, Three Out. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. I'm joined by uh, the one, the only, hold on one second. Sir, two two more Mai Tais with the, uh, with the good stuff, the little umbrellas. Parasol, parasol, that's the word. On the underhills, please, sir. Thank you. Joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Brandon, I'm here to recap some Seahawks. I don't know what's going on, but uh, I'm feeling different. I'm feeling different than I usually feel come Monday. I felt different yesterday. Something, something was just, uh, it wasn't a miss. That's the wrong word. Something felt good, Brandon. Do you, do you have any idea what's going on, man? Hey, Brandon, do you, uh, hey, Brandon, how's it going? Booby trip. Oh, hey, hey, Clinton. Hey, Brandon. Are we are we doing this? I yeah yeah we we, we were we were doing it, but I you know I kind of I nodded off in the fourth quarter, and I, I I've been enjoying drinks, you know, since about the yeah. second half. And is is it three and three out time? It's three and three out time. We're we're here. We're gathered, but it just it just feels a little bit different this time. I don't I don't know what's that. What's the word when this when you kind of had this. I don't know this overarching sense of calm throughout your body. What's what's that called? I, I've never I've never felt that before. There's a word for it. There, I think there is a word. I think it's I think it's relaxed. You know, I think it's relaxed. I I this is pretty far pretty far in feeling to me, Brandon. But I think I like it, man. I think I like it. And you know, we're gonna get into three and three out. We're gonna get into the nooks. We're gonna get into the buttery, buttery, delicious crannies. And you know, just like always, Brandon, we we got the we got that one rule. But uh, you know, right now I can't be bothered with any rules. I mean, why don't you why don't you tell the good folks what that one rule is? Two drink minimum, ten dollar cover. I think that's the rules that we go by when we're uh, we're when we're in this club. Oh, and when we win, we start with an N. And when we win, we start with an N. So we're gonna keep the vibe super chill today because. There's no reason. There's no reason to get all hyperbolic. There's no reason to jump off cliffs. Let's just stay smooth. Let's not Thelma and Louise this thing. Let's just stay happy, jamming, vibing with some French Caribbean love. And let's talk about this absolute demolishing of a terrible, terrible football team in the New York Jets. Brandon, when you win a game by an Alexander, right? When you win a game by 37 points, a lot went right and a little went wrong. So. I think throughout this entire episode, we'll get into a lot of the right, and we'll probably have a little fun along the way. How's it sound to you? I like it. I, I like the vibe. I'm, I'm liking the atmosphere. I'm liking these drinks, and I love the Alexander, the Quandre Diggs, even. Yeah, a nice way to start the, this just relaxing episode of three in, three out. Yeah, there's, there's no, there's, there ain't no wrong. Yeah, that's it. All 
right, Brandon. So we are, we are, we are in this relaxed vibe, this three and three out. We had this wonderful, beautiful Sunday. Heck, by about 250 to go in the in the third quarter, our starters were out. Geno Smith was in, others were in. And we're gonna talk about a lot of these ins because when we do win, we get to start with an in. You know what? Anybody who's saying that's ah, the New York Jets, it's this, yeah, yeah. We, we don't make the schedule and we finally beat the you know, living pants off a, a, an inferior opponent the way it's supposed to happen. So let's just vibe on this and celebrate. So Brandon, I'll, I'll just ooze into that first in because one of the first things that I noticed in this game is that the Mama Cleo ball has been right. I'd, I'd say several times this year where, where you and I have been ahead of the curve when it comes out to calling out, you know, some, some soothsaying, speaking some truths that maybe we're noticing two to three to four weeks before others are noticing. So it's three, nothing jets. They do a nice, the Seahawks do a nice end around, not a jet suite, but an end around to the gentleman who goes by the name of Penny Hart. What I want to call out right away here is it's not just the play call. The play call's fine. It's the personnel. You've got to take this down to personnel. The fact that I think we're starting to realize that for niche plays, you need some niche players. When you take DJ Reed and he's returning punts and Swain is returning kickoffs and Penny Hart is taking an end around, it screams to me they've learned something. We've been saying for weeks this team is not that quick. Tyler Lockett is shifty. He's not quick. He's not Tyree Kill. He's not McKenzie from the Bills. But Penny Hart is exactly that young and quick. I love when I love seeing Brandon us taking what are these role players, niche players, finding other ways to apply them and get them touches that are better off than say Lockett or Moore getting those balls because at this point in their career, they are just not that type of player. So the first in Hart's going to wear it, but I like the idea that the Seahawks are slowly but surely figuring out how to apply niche talent in niche situations. I'm vibing on that in and throw, I'm not even throwing it over to you. I'm walking it over to you on a pillow, maybe with that Mai Tai and saying, Brandon, cheers. What do you think? I like it. I, I like that role players are, we're starting to see them involved in, in different ways. It, it would have been nice to see it sooner, but I, it, we're, we're not going to go there this week. It's we're, we're vibing on the win. And yeah, the Penny Hart getting the carry and and plus the fact that they were able to bring so many of these guys in in the fourth quarter too, and, and giving them that experience. We saw guys on defense that we haven't seen, you know, playing linebacker and defensive back. And you see when they get on the field that they are hungry, like they they want to show that when they're on the field, what they can do. So I love seeing Penny Hart get involved early. And then we've talked about the guys on special teams, too, and, and the impact that they've had. So it seems like good things are happening when they're doing that. And, and I, I agree. And I think it's because they're just better at that specific thing. And, it, and again, it, it does take a little time because you always want to give it to the guy you trust. Right. It's football. The last thing Pete wants to do is turn the ball over. That's his big thing. So you got to earn that trust. And as as a as a rookie or a second year dude or or a free agent in the case of uh, Reed that comes on over, they had to kind of you know earn their right to then be a kickoff guy or or another special team specialist. 
But we're seeing that and we're getting ready for the playoff run where not a lot of this is on film. So it's it's actually kind of a, a neat little turn here that you're getting these opportunities for these for these uh, these new moments, which which I'm, which I'm pretty excited about. Now, I will say later in the game, not too much later, they did try. Actually, they had a successful jet sweep that time to, to David Moore. However, Moore should have been tackled for about a five yard loss. It's just that the Jets are terrible. He broke like you know two or three tackles and ended up getting I think eight nine maybe even ten yards in the play. However, it was not there. Moore doesn't have that kind of quickness. So I my my crystal ball, my mama Cleo, I I'm really hoping they say you know what we're gonna run those. Let's give those to Swain. Let's give those to Hart and use the other dudes in other ways and they will just be more successful. So. It's about growth. It's about growth, Brandon. They're learning from these things. And then they're taking dudes who do have that kind of speed, that kind of quickness, and they're putting them in a position to, to make little micro differences with, with over the course of a 60-minute game. Sometimes it's the entire game. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging it. Brandon, I know we got to uh, I know we got to hop over to some outs this week. I do have a few to pull that that are, you know, but when you win by an Alexander or a Diggs for that matter. Let's face it, they're going to they're going to be light, you know, they're going to be some light outs. But want to get to the first one now? Let's do it. Okay, Brandon, did you happen to watch the Buffalo Bills Steelers game last night? Ooh, I watched parts of it. I did not watch all of it, though. Okay, well, that's what you know, you got you got you got things, you got a family, you got that awesome new arcade. I was was recording a post game show, Clinton. You you were with uh, with Dana, right? So uh, I I listened to that post game show. So, you know, you're welcome uh, and nice job. And um, and with that, for the parts you did see, you probably saw this or you probably could answer this. What do Bill's defensive backs tend to do when the ball is hitting them in the hands? Oh, catch the ball. They catch. Oh, wait! They catch the ball when when the ball hits you in the hands. You're supposed to catch it. You. It's an option. You know, like it's a, you can't. You're supposed to, and you can catch it. Right. I don't want to dwell on this too much because I know everybody is really. And there was lots of flock on this too. We'll, we'll call that out later in the from the flock section, of course. However, I do want to juxtapose that versus a game that I just watched last night, which. Uh, Couple of my best buddies are Bills fans, so I'm kind of into the Bills. I actually think they're a pretty darn good football team. They're kind of fun to watch. So I'm watching that game with with some intensity. And man, oh man, they're DBs, and they were not making routine. They were not making routine catches. They were making some gorgeous ints, breaks on balls, and really really tough plays. I'm like, huh? Would you look at that? You can win a game. There's two things. You can win a game before the fourth quarter. I didn't know that was possible. And DBs are allowed to catch the ball. I didn't know if that was like a Pacific Northwest thing, you know, like up there, just can't do it. It's too close to British Columbia, some sort of Queens law. I, I don't, I don't know. But the Bills sure catch the ball from their DBs. I'll tell you, you know, Jamal Adams didn't catch a ball that was in his gut. Ugo Amadi. See, decided- see, I think, I think with Ugo and and with Jamal, the degree of difficulty was just so low. It's like when you're when you're up on the Olympic diving board. You, uh-huh. you want to do the the difficult dive. You're not just going <laughs> to, you know, do the straight, you know, pike down into the water. No, you got to do some flips and spins to make it look impressive. And and those just wouldn't have been impressive interceptions. OK, all right. Maybe. So when Puna Ford and KJ Wright, granted, not DBs, but when they had a chance to do the, the triple Lindy is what I think you're calling for here. Uh, you know, and, and Rodney's up there doing the armpit thing and, um, you know, sucking his thumb to measure the wind. KJ just decides to steal the glory from Puna, which 
you know, disallowed us from getting the great vision of a, a stout number 97 rumbling, stumbling, bumbling with the ball. So that, that you know, one I have of- no explanation for. So that, that is, <laughs> that's fair game. I, I don't know why KJ Wright Karch cried the ball out of Puna Ford's hands. I, that, that made no sense to me. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the opportunity to put up a 50 burger, the opportunity for all the uh, the Seahawks fans who happen to, oh, I don't know, have Seattle Seahawks defense in their fantasy league. Not saying I do, but I absolutely do. And I also I also have Jamal Adams as my IDP league, meaning I play Jamal Adams as an individual player, which I'm very happy with the sacks. But I gave up a lot of points when I watched him just drop that ball. So, um, so it was a, it was a tough a tough go for me. Now I know that's a little personal. So this out is just personal with you. Well, it, this is all about me. <laughs> yeah, cor- <laughs> correct. And with that, we will likely get interception opportunities versus a Dwayne Haskins. So break out the jugs machine. Do what you got to do. You need to haul those in. Go watch some Buffalo Bills tape and watch how their DBs caress. And catch the darn ball because, you know, hey, but we're down the stretch now, Brandon. We need to win out. And that would put the pressure on the Rams. And if we win out, we get the division, which I think means we'll be at the very worst will be a three seed. And, and boy, oh boy, do we really need to storm into this uh, the end of this year. I agree. And yes, the, you need those interceptions. Get the football. It's not going to be an Alexander against these final three teams. Yeah, correct. If we... The rest of the games, we win by a total of three, happy as could be. That's totally, where do I sign, right? We win by a total of three, all good, let's go. It's not going to be blowouts. However, however, let's just get, let's get the, let's get those hands ready. Come on, let's get those hands ready. And for crying out loud, I got a, I got a fantasy championship to, championship to defend. Let's go. First time getting fired up all day, Brandon, come on. All right, here we go. Let's do two and two, because when we win, we got to do the Woolery. Come back and we'll do two more ins, two more outs. No whammies. Okay, Brandon, you're probably shocked that I didn't start with this one. I'll I'll just, I'll preface that by saying, we talk a lot about, we talk a lot, well, you know, we talk enough about, I wish it was every single week, we could talk about taking a soul, but we don't get to talk about taking souls every single week on three in, three out, though, it's one of our favorite topics. You know, if you take if you take a soul, you know, if you really kind of mortal combat somebody and, t- and you see their soul kind of ghost dad, dad out of their body for a little bit and p- perhaps fly into the atmosphere. I don't know. I don't know what happens, you know, metaphysically. Um, then you're probably going to get an in. There's a high, high likelihood that soul taking equates to an in on three and three out. Brandon, do you recall a certain Seahawk taking a certain soul in this game? Does does it conjure up a memory for you? You know who I'm feeling is when I look at the list of names, KJ Wright, his name is jumping out at me when I when I just mama Cleo my hand over the tarot cards of of the Seahawks defense. You know what? You're calling out the Spider-Man and you're you are spot on there, Brandon, because you know it's now 17 to 3. The game is starting to get in hand it's starting to feel real real comfortable and they're in a second and one situation jets had a couple of nice first down runs in this game they did that a few times with the first play of the series went for a first down or really big yardage however the very next play they hand the ball off to ty johnson and it becomes like a five-yard loss kj just fills a spot and he blow he blows ty johnson back it's the way he hits him 
it's so square. Now, KJ takes a pretty good shot himself. But it's one of those deals where it's kind of like an 80-20 or a 20-80. Ty Johnson just kind of flies backwards and his, his whole soul collapsed because he kind of hit them all wide. So it was kind of like when a sumo wrestler gets off balance and just kind of panda bears his way backwards and really just has nothing to do but fall on his ass. So KJ smacks him so good and so true and just so square that he has no choice but to panda backwards and just just it was like a reverse pancake, basically. Ty Johnson collapses. KJ gets up and celebrates. And when one's soul is taken away, it's it's filling my soul with pride and I'm swelling with this in. So KJ, again, out to the listeners, by the way, we haven't heard from anybody just yet on who's winning in the scoreboard of ins and outs this year. I got to believe KJ must be way up there. What do you think? KJ's hitting the board quite a bit. And yes, this this was a key play in the game because yeah, it was early on and the Seahawks were up, but the Jets were driving down to the goal line. They were inside the red zone. And it was because of KJ, you know, just blowing up the play in the situation. Because right after that play, it was then third and six and Darnold misses Perriman on the next play. Shaquille Griffin was in coverage on that one. And then... They miss a a 41-yard field goal. So it was because of that play on second and one, backing them up, that they have to then throw on third down. And when things were, and when Darnold was throwing, that was uh, usually not working out well for him. So uh, a big play by KJ to help keep points off the board, ultimately. Yeah, when you win a game 40-3, to I think moments like this get lost and and you forget that you're a player two away from it being a one score game again being like, wait, how they, how they, you know, we've seen that as Seahawks fans, like, wait, how they climb back in? How do we let this, this far inferior team back in? And if the play had stood, one of my favorite plays of the game that just got wiped out was the, was the, uh, the Jordan Brooks sack that was not to be on a DJ Reed penalty that they just, they decided not to show, not to show. That's I love right. They they that, didn't, right. Yeah. When they, when they call a penalty, that's that big and it's illegal contact. They just don't even go to the replay. Yeah, don't even show it. And and Brooks just busts through. It was a gorgeous sack. He lands with a lot of force on top of Darnold. And it was kind of a jailbreak through the middle, too. We sent about 17 people. I'm surprised we didn't get the, the flag for too many men, but that's it. You know, rushing I'm, rushing I'm, too many guys. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, they, they they decide to call the ticky-tacky one instead of the, the obvious one. But hey, what, what the, I'm not the one with the stripes on. But that was the same drive. Yeah. So in that same drive where my assumption is it's ticky-tack, that was a third down play. That would have been punting earlier, but no, they get that long, stupid extended drive. But, but aha, that KJ play on second and one is huge. And I, I really think that, you know, I think that dude, we'll have to go back and tally. Somebody out there, please go tally. KJ's got to have at least four or five, six of these at this point in the season. I'm he's he's had KJ. a couple outs though, too. So we may have to take away. I, I, I don't know how we balance the ins and outs on the scale of justice, but it, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it seems to balance out sometimes with KJ. So here's the thing. I, I will I will make the, the the I'll be judge, Judy, and executioner here. So the the thing is, it the let's say he's six three, right? Like six ins, three outs. Right. He's still he's still six ins. It does. It's not like he's three as, as a. It's this not is like a jeopardy. A, you, know, this, you don't get uh, not taken jeopardy. away for it, wrong answers. It's not your plus minus if you're a hockey player, right? You're on for two goals, but you're on the ice for the third the, the goal against. So you you are plus one for the day. No no no. Your your ins your ins they forever are those. So. Uh, he might be the leader that's in both news. clubhouses. That's good news yeah, for well, KJ. It's good really news good for news David for Moore. Yeah, that's this is true. Uh, and then, and of course, all the NBCs out there. All right, Brandon, time to get back to an out. We'll flip to it pretty fast because uh, there's not not too many blemishes. Let's be fair. Not too many. 
All right, Brandon, you just brought the man's name up. This this guy might have the most volume, period, when it comes to ins and outs. Ins and outs and ins and outs. You know, he's. I'll give a shout out to Ed Essie out there because I know he likes the ins and outs and the and the who already. Um, this Seahawk, I'm pretty darn sure he would be on both uh, both sides of the ledger. I'm going back to David Moore, and I'm going back to an out on David Moore because role players, big role players. They got to make plays when they get the opportunities. It's one thing to say, hey, once a game, DK is going to drop a pass. and It's going to be like, Ugh, you, know, you, you wish you wish he made the play. But once a game, twice a game, you know, it's going to happen. But he's going to get eight targets, 12 targets. When you're David Moore and you get three targets, you have to capitalize. And when it's a sexy, deep ball to you placed over your shoulder, you've got to capitalize. I know it's a nit. I know like a lot went right, but it's if that's DK, he's not wearing the out because DK is going to come back and get his 80 yards and his touchdown and do his thing. But you're David Moore. You're not getting that many opportunities, meaning you got you got to be that much better and execute every time you do get a chance. Otherwise, we're going to call you on the mat for it. And also, I'll say we didn't have that many SDBs. So in a game where Russ puts up a four bagger and we still we get denied an SDB. David, you got to wear the out, man. You get denied the SDB, the sexy deep ball. It's also the first time that the Seahawks, well, the only time that the Seahawks had to punt with Russell Wilson in the game was on this set of downs. And I want to throw David Moore in there because on first down even, and I don't know if this is more or if this is a coaching issue, But one of the things we saw is, you know, the defensive back playing way off David Moore on first down. David Moore coming off the line, he he kind of gets into position, but he kind of backs off the football. And I feel like on these short screen passes, especially the teams that you watch it do successfully, you have the players moving toward the ball. So that way Mm -hmm. they can catch the ball and continue running. And David Moore backed up like he's the shortstop for the Mariners and almost fielded the football like it was a ground ball, you know, taking it, you know, right between with his with the mitt down in between his knees and picking it up. And, and by the time you do that, by the time you move off of your heels, catch the football, the defender's there and you, you can only get two, three yards with the football. It, when you're moving, you can pick up so much more. So, I, again, I don't know if that's more. I don't know if this is a coaching issue, but I, I see it happen more often than, than not when it's those passes to David Moore. Well, it's I like the baseball analogy because if it's an in, if it's if it's an infielder, right, shortstop, second baseman, hey, that's a that's perfect positioning. However, if you're an outfielder, no, outfielders don't catch the ball flat-footed. Outfielders catch the ball with momentum going towards home plate because they need to keep that momentum up, get as much energy as possible, and try and fire a freaking strike to home or to third base or second base wherever they're going with the ball. The same principles apply. So I've seen it too. And we've talked about his kind of knowledge of himself in space. We talked about it last year, in fact, when he went through that stretch where he just had a couple of odd games in a row. Then he was super hot in the beginning of the year and he's kind of cooled off. And I'm just I'm always in this uh, non-committal space with love, hate with David Moore, where I, I know he can be valuable. And as the years tend to go on or as this, as the season goes on. Some of those warts come out, some of those blemishes come out, and you just wonder how much of that like raw athleticism he has. And and hey, 
Uh, you know, obviously the dude's made a nice little career for himself in the NFL. He's caught a bunch of touchdowns and I hope he catches a lot more and catches some of the playoffs and Super Bowl this year for us. That would be sure nifty, but I'm with you, but I'm with you. I still have that big question mark going. It could, is it, is that probably not a better third, you know, third receiver out there for this team somewhere out there? Uh, my guess is there probably is, but you know what, for this there season is a better third receiver Clinton and he's just one week away from making it on this team up against the Rams. Josh Gordon is coming. He is going to be the number three. John Arsua. <laughs> John Arsua. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not John Arsua, hey, right? What, what happened? Why, why didn't we see John Arsua in this game, Clinton, when the backups came in? This is, once again, I, I'm flabbergasted that that he's just not on the, the team. You know, he's just he's just not called up yet, right? Oh, that's so, weird. Yeah, it is weird. It is, although I gave the love to Penny Hart, and uh, and one of these days I look forward to giving it into John Arsua because Mama Cleo, maybe not this year, likely not, but Mama Cleo still feels it in coming to John Arsua in the Seahawks future. Okay, Brandon, last in, you hinted at it in the opening vibes, the, the, the chillness that we had uh, earlier in the episode. And I want to I wanna hearken back to those because you made, you made a great point out of the gate. And we saw some of this from the flock, and we'll talk about this later too. It's not just the second stringers coming in and you know doing a doing a nice job, but I you know this is three in three out, so it's not going to be just a group of dudes. It's very 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 rare we do that. I want to call out BBK. I want to call out Ben Burkerbin. He gets in the game. It's thirty seven to three, and you know what? He gets a chance to lay the wood. Gets a chance to stick somebody, and he does exactly that. We have not seen. Very much BBK chances at all. We saw a lot of Barton last year, and then Barton's been a, a special team stud this year. We've talked about Barton quite a number of times on kickoffs, laying the wood and bringing that tone. Well, guess what? BBK gets his chance, and and you know the people in the stands who weren't, weren't there were going Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> and BBK stuck his dude, got up and fist pumped, and and his team was excited about that stick, and he was he was vibing. So from the chill vibes. To these kind of vibes, BBK with a big N, and that's my kind of N. I love it. Yeah, you had KJ with the soul reaping, and I think you had a little bit of that with Burke Irvin on this particular play because you had it was the throw outside to Adams, and Adams just happened to spin out of the the Griffin tackle. I, I still think he would have gone down, but he spins right into Ben Burke Irvin, who's just coming, who's running over to help clean up the tackle. And uh, that was that was one of those moments where you were fired up to see Ben Burkirvan out there on the field. Yeah. And you get, you know, you get those nice click clacks, too. Right. So there's nobody in the stands, but they, they're pumping in the, the fake noise and the whole thing already. But you could you could hear that hit. You could feel that hit. So I think in the interest of staying with the good vibes and and keeping this thing moving along, let's just let's give that beautiful end to BBK and say, hey, we're excited for you. We're excited to see you out there again because, hey, what what can you do? We just talked about David Moore and not squandering opportunities. Well, BBK gets in there. He gets his chance to lay the wood. The dude lays the wood. What what more could you ask for? Hey, and Burke Irvin, you know, for the limited amount of time that he was in there, 10 snaps, he was the second highest graded player by Pro Football Focus. So three tackles while he was in there. Two of them were stops. And yeah, just nice to see him making his presence known at middle linebacker coming in for relief of Bobby Wagner. Very nice. The eyes don't lie. Okay, Brandon. So when we win, we start with an in. 
which is fine because we, you know, we got we to end with an out. That This is the yin. This is the yang. This is everything we do on three in, three out. Let's get to it quickly. I am going to put this out there that the divergence in our two starting running backs, and I'll just frame it that way, is getting wider and wider and wider and wider and wider and wider and wider. And I think it's probably because Hyde's injured. I think it's because he's dinged. I don't think it's, number one, I think Carson's a far superior back to Carlos Hyde. That's fine. That's why, you know, uh, Carson's our one and Hyde's the backup. With that, I think Hyde is really hurt and because he's, he's kind of slower. He's plodding out there. Uh, there were so many second down runs to Carlos Hyde in this game. There was a couple like his 20, 23 to three, 11, three to go to second and six. He loses one earlier. Second and four loses four. Same, same plays where Carson's getting five, getting four, getting six, getting nine. He's just several steps behind Carson at this point to the point we talk about like looking at that crystal ball and saying, who's the best player to play right now going forward? I want DJ Dallas next week. Give the spells to DJ. DJ has more get up right now than, than Hyde does. And it's easy to look away in a game that's 40 to three when you win by the Alexander and you say, oh, well, what does this really matter? Well, it matters because next week it's a much better opponent and you need every play to, to you know, hopefully be a positive play or mo- majority of your plays be a positive play. So Hyde's going to get the O. I think he's hurt. So there's got to be a little asterisk on that O. At the same time, it's also like I want somebody else to take over that spot. So why don't we just get DJ back there? And if we can, let's get Rashad Penny out there too, because I don't know, he's supposed to be back at practice. Let's, let's see what kind of get up he's got. I, I'm okay with Hyde being involved in this out, Clinton. I don't know if I, I feel comfortable with him wearing the out though, because you go back to the end of the first quarter and you had Hyde you know, breaking off chunks. You had first and 10 where he got six yards. And then you had that series where after Lockett picked up that key, Third and four, you know, nice play over the middle. Well, he's just, I think, wide open on that particular play. They gave the ball. They, they, they were in Jets territory, and it was a run to hide for 15 yards. It was a run to hide for 18 yards. And then, you know, he gets them down to the five-yard line right before the DK Metcalf touchdown. You, you saw some big plays from Hyde there. You saw some even late in the game where uh, he was in there in the fourth quarter taking handoffs from Geno Smith. And and that was the thing that I had the biggest problem with is yeah. that if Hyde is co- even if he's coming off injury and he's feeling kind of OK, give him a spell. Let DJ Dallas go out there and take those carries in the fourth quarter. Take those handoffs from Geno Smith. I, I just I don't see any upside from having Hyde out there in the fourth quarter running the ball because he is that guy who's expected to be the number two behind Chris Carson. Really astute point that you you bring up there. Cause I was like, same thing. I was like, why is Hyde still running the ball? This, this seems weird towards the end of the game. I think it's because DJ Dallas is going to be our number two next week. Hmm. Just call just the, the, the Cleo balls out there. I think that's what I'm seeing. I think, I think they, and I hear you, I hear you on some of those, some of those nice clips that, that Hyde was bouncing off still, there was a lot of plays on, especially second down runs. Go back and look at second down hide runs, and they were just not there. What again? Whether they're not blocked well and all that jazz, that's fine. Yeah, but the, 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 again, I, yeah, I don't I can, lie, and I can go back through them too. I was second and ten, he picked up one yard. Second and fifteen, no gain. A second and six for negative one. Yes, on second down, Hyde was 
minus three yards on the entire day. So I, I, so I, I guess I do like the second down call out in particular. By the way, when you're in second and 15, don't, don't run the damn ball. You know, that's, that's, that's maybe not on Carlos Hyde, right? So there's some of that there too. But I'm just, I'm calling it out there. I'm going to put it out there early that I think within a week or two, Hyde will be supplanted as, as the number two. It's just, I feel that coming. And I hope the dude is healthy and a big contributor in, in different ways as we do head into the playoffs. Because at the end of the day, team game, we're after that ring. That's all. Okay, Brandon, so 2020 has brought us lots of time for innovations. One of our great innovations of the 2020 season is that not only when we win do we start with an in, that's been, that's been with us since the, the dawn of time for three in, three out, but also the and, the plus one, when we win, we get the bonus brand in. It's all yours. It's your show. You're the producer. You're the executive sponsor. You're everything already. Take it away. What's your in? Yeah, so here's the thing. When, when we win by an Alexander and I'm napping it out in the fourth quarter, you know, because you've served, you've overserved me throughout the first half and, you know, we're doing the Mai Tai things with the umbrellas. I, I tend to forget to do my brand in. So, you know what? I'm, I'm outsourcing my brand in this week and I'm going to give it to Bridget. I mispronounced her name last week on this show and she is biscuit in the discord. And she gives the in to Will Disley making an appearance in the end zone and then letting Dwayne Brown spike the ball. So give him a little offensive line love. You got Montana man, Will Disley getting the touchdown. And then after that, too, you had Tyler Lockett going and getting the ball from the official to bring it back to Will Disley. So, you know, that whole sequence there was all good things. And just going off the vibes from this past game, I, I like that that trio of things that happened within that play. And thanks to Bridget for uh, helping me out on that one. Yes, the magic of threes and, and you go into the flock to pull the brand in. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I think it's a beautiful pull and uh, and it's yours. It's dealer's choice. Yours to do what you want with it. So going to the flock is never a bad decision. Not like run the ball in second and 15, tell you that much. I, I'm glad I got the, the seal of approval. I, I don't wear the out now. Carlos Hyde is. You never wear the out. Let's be, let's be very clear about that. M-B-C, M-B-C, M-B-C. <laughs> All right, we're at the, we're here. We're here, we're at the M-B-C, which is, of course, the most valuable cranny. This is the one that shows up in their locker rooms. They, they, they get to hang it. They get to brag about it in, in the locker room and get all fired up with their teammates about it, show it on social media, the whole thing already. I'm a sucker for soul-taking, and yet, and yet, I'm even a bigger sucker for when BBK also took that soul. Um, KJ's got a lot this year. We got to share the land a little bit. BBK, Ben Burkirvin's going to get the MVC for getting in the game and playing his position where at UW, I, I, I'm not from the PNW. All I know is that people said this guy was a tackling machine throughout his college career. I saw a little bit of that, you know, was that two preseasons ago. Now I get to see it here in, in the real game, and I like what I see, and I see the dude just bringing that intensity. The MVC goes to BBK. I love it, and it's coming on a week where I think a, a former UW player is going to need a little pick-me-up by the fact that they don't get to play USC. So BBK, if you're down a little bit, here's a nice MVC to pick you up. There you go, ABC, BBD. 
All right, Clinton, we got to close this out with our From the Flock segment. If you want to be a part of the flock, you can go to getintheflock.com, join at the $3 a month level and above, and you get in our Discord chat on game day. There's a, a chat room just for these ins and outs that you can post your comments in during the game as the moments happen, as you see them. It makes it you know so much easier for Clinton as well to to have these there you can tweet at him at clinton bond on twitter use the hashtag 3i30 or you know if you want to go to get in the flock.com join at the facebook ring of honor group level 12 dollars a month and it's where we're talking seahawks every single day clinton the discord's fun it's amazing for the for the for the you know, day of chats the game day the flock on facebook is where we're talking things like you know golden girls seahawks mugs you know for instance right so it's just we talked about vibing the whole time. It just depends on how you want to, you know, spread your cheddar around. You know, if you want to be there on Sundays, three bucks, Discord, great hang. If you want to be there all days, well, you know, then fork over a little bit more money and get in the flock at, uh, at the Seahawkers Pod Ring of Honor. There's no wrong, right? It's just, it's all right. It's all good. So speaking of all right, I think you've got one to kick us off here with there, uh, Brandon. What do you say? I do. And it makes all the sense when you win by an Alexander 40 to three, the in from the flock starts with the defense and right hand Dan calling it out in the defense. I know it's the Jets, but you still have to stop them. And they stopped them. They did what they needed to do. The Seahawks defense held the Jets to their fewest number of yards this entire season. So 13 weeks in, no other team has been able to hold them to fewer yards on the day than the Seahawks defense. And that is well deserving of an in. It is, and it's you know what this is for the most for the most part all day long, except for the end of the game. Good weather, no wind, so it wasn't like there was like a Browns Eagles game a couple of weeks ago where there was like you know 30, 35 mile per hour gusts, and it was a just a disgusting game, just blown away by the wind. Literally, not the case here. Just not the case. So yeah, they're a bad team. They haven't won, but yeah, again, you don't make the schedule. Got to stop. You got to stop. Um, the next thing I got here, it's going to be anonymous because I clipped it the wrong way. So if you're out there and you know who you are in the discord, uh, my apologies, but it's an in Gino getting some snaps. Gotta love when you see Gino and it's not just, you know, trying to win a coin toss in the, in overtime. Schmick on Twitter at Mickey Swank comes in with an in finally dominating a bad team. Hawks always seem to play down to their opponents, but not today. Last week must've lit a fire somewhere. Yeah, huzzah to that, Schmick. Good job. David Van Cleve in the Discord, he has, he says, out, allowing the Jets to score on their opening drive. Now, I think this is with a bit of grain of salt. However, did you hear what the announcers said about the Jets' opening drives? Did you catch that little, uh, that little ditty? Seven straight? Seven, Seven straight, straight with a score? Seven straight games, they opened with a score. It's like, well, that, how are you, how are you not, have you not won a game? Like, that's, that that blew my mind. I was like, okay. Then I was a little bit worried until I heard that stat. I was like, oh, screw it. <laughs> I, I think we need a fact checker. That sounds like fake news to me, Clinton. It's I still don't believe it. Throwing back to it was B Wag's biceps that had the the Gino. So I, nice. I tracked down the anonymous in so we could properly credit B Wag's biceps. Clinton, I hate to be the one to give the first out, but I guess it's David Van Cleef's fault because he's the one that put it in, says out, allowing the Jets to score on their opening drive. Oh, did you, you might did be you a, just say you that might, one? You might be, you might be on, you may be a few too many Mai Tais or perhaps you flipped over to crack, Brandon. We, <laughs> I feel we like we just talked about this. Did we just talk yeah, about this? It's, it turns out, do we just become, yeah, yeah, we just covered that, bro. No. So, hey, reach into that grab bag and pick another one out there. 
How about an in from Floctimus Prime? Pete managing Jamal Adams through the week of his revenge game. I'm convinced that Jamal is close to Earl levels of intense. I could totally see him getting too hyped and trying to do too much. They got it just right. Yeah, you know, and I love uh, I love me some Floctimus. I'm a huge fan of Keith Kedover. And I'm also a New Yorker and an East Coaster. So knowing, knowing that a lot of brethren out in the PNW, it's hard to tell a dog not to be a dog, right? So I get it. I get the, you know, bring, let's, let's not him go. Let's not let him get to Earl territory in terms of like his mentals, uh, you know, so he gets his chickens and everything in order. However, Earl also has a really nice diamond and with one little emerald ring in his hand. So Jamal, I feel you, Keith, but I, I like I like my dogs to bark. I don't mind Jamal barking out there. So that's just my that's my counterpunch to saying, let a dog roam. Let a dog be a dog. Okay, we got Amy in the discourse. She goes by Designed Pete's Beach House, which sounds lovely, I must say. She says, in letting the starters get some rest. We talked about getting the second stringers in, but the you know, the consequence of that is that our starters are gonna be hopefully nice and fresh for a much better. Washington football team. And then she also has an out for mocking the Seattle Ferry. I didn't hear that, so I'm not sure what it's about. But if Amy says it happened, that I do not need to fact check. I believe and I know that happened. We can know and trust Amy to to get these things right. Yeah, it's not like the broadcast team who has a production staff that they, they should be able to know that, hey, this jet stat, this doesn't sound right. We should go back and watch these games to make sure that they actually scored on their first seven drives. Yeah. Also, thanks to Ian. Saperstein Martinez coming in on Facebook saying in Russ getting his timing back. It was the week that Russ got his groove back. That that is precise right there, right? We're drinking our Mai Tais. We got, I think that the name of the tune that that walked us in, I think it was called like French Caribbean something or other. You know, Stella's got a groove back. Russ got his groove back. A four bag out there. Beautiful tosses to the back of the end zone. Finding the open dude, staying composed. Lovely, 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 lovely. I say it four times for the four dimes. Going to flip it to Idby. He goes in. Jamal Adams getting the DB sack record. And that is not douchebag sack record. That is straight up defensive back sack record. Eight and a half sacks with four games missed. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't worth two first rounders. Get out of here. Yeah, I think that I think Warren Sapp may own the actual DB sack record. (laughs) But I'm moving over to David Van Cleve, not a DB. He, I'm getting a real in, not the out that I read from him uh, the second time. No, the in, no sacks on Russ. That is nice. That hey, the, what we know, we know again is the Jets. We know that they have a pretty crappy pass rush. We get it. I don't care. No sacks is nice. So another one, so not so nice by Slopez seven five nine seven in the Discord. He goes out. Jets players celebrating anything in the fourth quarter. Why? Now, I hear you, Lopez. I'd say the one why is probably probably because the same reason that BBK is celebrating in the fourth quarter after a good play. It's probably dudes who don't get a lot of time, don't get a lot of shine, and they got out there and they're making a play or two, and they're hyped. So from a human level, I get it. Those guys have worked their entire life to get on the field. And as a Seahawks fan, you're exactly right. Like, you're getting blown out scoreboard. And Jets defenders, not known for capturing souls. They happen to capture a soul on that particular play. It, it is weird to see the celebration, but I think I think that when that happens, it's hard to hold yourself back. I agree. I agree with you. I wish KJ would have held himself back from messing up Puna's interception like John Ryan's face 
in the Discord. It says out to KJ and also the other two dropped interceptions. Yeah, we talked about this and John Ryan's face calls out exactly. And for me, the biggest thing was just, again, are we going to get another chance to see stocky number 97 with the ball in his hands? Like, you know, just, just trying to you, stumble towards him that for us, KJ. Gosh, I know. Selfish. All right. You called out Biscuit earlier. Who, who is who is Bridget? Uh, I forget the German pronunciation you tried to throw on her the, the other it's day. It's important but... not to know now at this point that that's the incorrect <laughs> pronunciation. Yes, it's just Bridget. She goes by Biscuit, but she has another in in only four total penalties. She gives a little not too shabby. You know, when you compile these things up, when you're like, hey, there's no sacks on Russ, uh, you know, only four penalties all day long, et cetera, et cetera. You put all those into the blender and that smoothie is exactly that. It is a 40 to three smooth Alexander, which is quite nice. Schultz and giggles in the discord comes in with an in that I really like another come from behind victory. The Jets getting the three points to start in the game. The Seahawks scored 40 unanswered points to get the win here. So how is this person related to you? There's no relation. I think it's just a, a punny name. Oh, okay. Well, well, bravo. bravo. Do, we, do, we know, do we know who this person really is in, in real life? or? I think Schultz and Giggles is over in the UK. So perhaps a distant cousin. Spell the name the same, it appears, right? Or, or again, uh, no, no. That's, that's... that's actually how you spell my name. And that's, it's, not, it's, it's Joshua in Italy. I, I was thinking UK. No, Italy. Okay, the, the, the Italian Joshua, the Schultz. Well, either way, either way, now that I got to the bottom of it. I don't I think that's Joshua's last name. I think he just was making a, a pun off of my last name. I, I get it now. It just took me, it took me forever. So I, I apologize <laughs> to all the listeners that I sit there for that. What I don't apologize for is my man, Jared Johnson, out on Twitter, L Trowl, at L Trowl. Again, I will call this guy out every single time because if you don't follow Jared, He's a heck of an artist. So just go check him out. The dude's always banging out just, just some really cool landscapes, like painting old warehouses and stuff like that. I don't know. He's got a really good sense of, of what he's trying to do on the canvas, and I appreciate it. So keep it up, Jared. Keep sharing that stuff on Twitter. I'll be liking it every single time. He harkens back to the one, two, three outs to the dudes who could not catch the balls, our DBs, Adams, and, and linebacker right and back to Amadi. We talked about it a bunch. However, got to show the love for Jared because he's an artiste and I appreciate that. Love the one by L. Trowell. One more for me here, Brandon. We got Kyle McDonald. He's also in the Seahawkers pod ring of honor. He says in Jason Myers missing a point after just to make the Jets kicker feel a little bit better. What a nice guy. I kind of dig that. You know, sometimes you got to be nice, right? I, I like, like hey, the spin on putting the yeah. out as an in just because, you know, you're you don't want to make the other kicker feel bad for missing three, you know, dropping nine points in the game. Myers only misses one. It was inconsequential and it was, but it was to pick up his fellow kicker. Exactly. And hey, kickers are people too. All right, Clinton. Well, I think it's time to close this thing out. Let's motion to the bullpen to bring our closer in the Mariano Rivera of the flock, Hong Kong Hawk. It seems like he's the guy closing this out each and every week. And he comes in with an in an absolutely mind numbingly uselessly boring snoozer of a fourth quarter. Yeah. It, it, hey, it was so such a snoozer and so boring that we decided to get drunk off our faces on my ties. That's that's how you know it was that kind of mind numbing. So good on you, Bloomy. Good on you, Bloomy. Good on us for, you know, after all the my ties being able to slur our way to uh, <laughs> an end of show three in three out. We made it. We did it, Clinton, and now it is time to move on, and hopefully we're talking about some wins to close off the season. 
against the football team, against the Rams, and then against the Niners. Let's take it all the way through the playoffs. Yeah, let's take that WFT and make sure we don't have a WTF. Just get in there, get your butts across to DC, and go get that W. And with that, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, man. Girl, I must warn you. Sense something strange in my mind. She's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard, hard for, for me, me to, to find. find. So good. <laughs>